Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here. I'm Joanne Johnson, your host, and this is once again, The Tipping Point. Forgive me right up front, you guys. I had technology issues, but you guys know exactly what that means. That means we're going to have the most amazing show. Tonight is no different than any of the others. I have got a fantastic comedian with me from Idaho tonight. It is Heath Harmison, and I am so glad that he is here. You guys, if you don't know him, he is amazing. He now he listen. He had plans on being a superhero, um, but it just didn't really work. Um, that was not on the table for him. Um, he didn't have the money he needed. He wasn't quite athletic enough. He says, um, and he has a super tragic backstory, which I want to know a little bit more about. So he had to kind of hang up the idea of having a cape. And he went into comedy, but that worked out very well for him. You will see him in Las Vegas all over the place. He's at the MGM, the Bali, the Tropicana. He has performed with people such as Roseanne Barr, Dennis Miller, um, one of my favorites, Brad Garrett. I am going to ask Heath some questions about that. And um, I want to go ahead and bring him on into the show. But before I do, I want to play a first clip with him. But here's the thing, there's all different kinds of crazy parents out there, man. There's Meredith over here, right? Then there's me, I'm in the middle, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm passionate more than anything, okay? I'm excited, right? Then there's Stan. Stan is a crazy person. Stan's on the sideline yelling out at the sports like, You break his legs, Billy! Break him! Kill him! Kill him! I'm like, Stan, calm down, it's synchronized swimming! We're supposed to work together, calm down! But nothing, and I mean nothing, beats a wrestling mom. Have you seen these crazy ladies? Yeah! Holy crap, man, is that your mom? For sure. Yeah, I see you, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Here's the story, okay? I'm six years old. I'm six years old. It's the 80s. First sport that I do is wrestling. Recreational. Public. No coaches. Right? I know nothing about wrestling. Right? Nobody does. But I go there. I'm wearing my recreational gear. Okay? First thing you should probably know, I was kind of a big kid. Right? Like, six years old, about 100 pounds. Yeah. Not kidding. Big kid. If you need a visual for that, if you smile and can't see anymore, you're a big kid. Yeah. 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 I didn't even know I had a lazy eye until I started losing some weight and then my fifth grade picture day came around. Boom. Lazy eye. Grandma did not put that picture on the refrigerator. So I'm getting ready to wrestle, right? Got my recreational gear. And if you know anything about 80s shorts, in the 80s, everything was shorts, right? They were the juicy shorts. You've seen the juicy shorts the ladies wear at the gym? That's what I was wearing, right? I'm wearing the short shorts, but I'm a big kid, so I'm wearing my big shirt. So now the big shirt's covering my short shorts. So now it looks like I'm just wearing a nightie getting ready to wrestle. <laughs> I walk out there. And they found a kid as big as I was. I was amazed. But this kid's wearing the wrestling singlet. You guys know what I'm talking about? I know you do. It's like singlet. Right? And he's like busting out of it. Yeah. That, that match was my first motorboat, you guys. Probably his too. Yeah. Yeah. I know some of you are confused because I'm seeing What's that? Oh, really? Anyway. Yeah. If my mom would have taken a picture with her Polaroid at the right moment, we became one person with two heads. All right? Oh my gosh. You guys, let's go ahead and we're going to bring him right on in. Hang on. 
Hey, Heath, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, we're having a little bit of a lag. I'm telling you, we're having a storm. How are things in Idaho with you? Uh, that's what we're waiting. That's what we're here in Idaho for. <laughs> I've been usually living in Las Vegas, but uh, Nevada's not fun to be at in right now. Neither is Idaho. Nowhere's really fun to be. Um, but here's where all of our family is and all that stuff. So we're just kind of uh, coming back home for a little bit and seeing family and using the time for some sort of good. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. We have to get super, super creative right now with everything that we're doing and yeah. trying to find a balance, right? Um, and a lot yeah. of comedians that I'm talking to, and I don't know if you're this way, I'm curious, they're trying to just write new material and take advantage of this time and, and enjoy being with their families because normally you guys are on the road all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been, uh, I've, I've gotten quite a bit of writing done. Um a lot of good stuff is honestly a lot of good stuff has come out of this for me personally. Um, a lot of hard stuff. Don't get me wrong, um, but you know when you lose all your work for a whole year within three days, it gets a little crazy. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a growing experience. I've had to get outside my comfort zone more and learn to think differently about things and how to you know, um, creatively do things different. And one of those things I've had to use creatively is TikTok. My daughter got me on there. Really? I was like, what is TikTok? I didn't even know what it was. But my daughter's like, dad, you just do that. You do this and you do little videos and you do it a minute long. I'm like, a minute, man, that's not, it's not a lot of time. You know, anyways, started doing stupid videos with my kids, uh, that, uh, uh, it's turned out all right. It's, I mean, since March, I've gained about, I don't know, I think I'm at 260,000 followers now on there. So it's not bad. But, um, that, and that, so since March, 260,000 on TikTok? Yeah. That's well, awesome. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it. So, um, it's given me a new follow, a new, like new followers, uh, that have gone to my stand up and checked out some of my dry bar stuff. Um, and it's, it's been a good outlet for me creatively just to be silly and have fun, especially with my kids. I mean, they've, they've been with me 24 seven for like nine months. So yeah. <laughs> there's my like, daughter can't stand me now. My, my oh, I know. I know. And I had to homeschool in the start of it and holy crap. Uh, that was a whole nother level of my kids got a solid fifth grade education for a good month before they got the online stuff going. <laughs> wow. You know, just, uh, I learned math again. My daughters, I have four, my daughters have begged me not to get on TikTok. They're like, I mean, yours encouraged you. Mine yeah. are like, no, please, in the name of Jesus, don't do that to us because they know that I'm going to get on there and embarrass <laughs> us all. So there's no way. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, my, my son and daughter are really, they're just good sports. Like they, they go with what I want to do. And cause I do a lot of stuff, especially with my son. I do a lot of, uh, I got this crazy character, Thomas Peebles that, you know, it's just, uh, I, that it was, well, it started with my daughter right at the beginning of this whole thing. I just did this. I was making rice Krispies with my daughter and I was just like, it's always my daughter's always like hey let's do a tiktok and i'm like okay so how are we gonna do this and so i just 
I found the stupid, like just hat, straw hat thing, put it on. And then the voice just came out. I was just like, okay, here we go. We're going to do just a nice little, uh, we're going to make some nice Kirstie's. And this is my daughter, Chestnut. My name's Thomas Pables. And let's do this thing. You know, so that, boy, oh my <laughs> God. that voice comes out. And I just, you know, doing this, you know, fun stuff with my daughter, you know, just being silly. And the next thing you know, people are just loving this character. And so now I got all these people wanting me to um, do certain videos, cooking videos, or I don't know, just, just life stuff, you know, just making... Yeah making light of, you know, either hard things or, or just fun things, whatever it is. But I got my son now in it. His, his character is named Chip. His actual name is Preston. But uh, we do this family thing. And my wife, I call her sugar pudding. And it's just, I, it's just this whole people's family thing, you know. So uh, we just do these funny videos and uh, people like them, you know. And yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It was just fun. It's a fun avenue. Um, and then it's just, it sparked ideas for the stage as well. So it's been good. Well, and I think people are looking for something a little bit lighter right now. I mean, we are inundated mm -hmm. with everything that's going on. And when this show first started, um, because I've got two other shows that are on TV, but I have, this one is on Facebook. And I started it with legislators and all of the heads of government throughout South Carolina. And I was just trying to bring all yeah. of the most up-to-date information that I could, you know, right. and, and it got to be too heavy. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to lean on my musicians that come on the show and all of the comedians. And then it just grew and grew. Now it's all over the country, but it's people want to laugh. We want to escape. Don't you think? Oh, sure. We need an outlet. I mean, I mean, I, I respect all these comics that are doing these Zoom shows and just anything to help get into people's homes, in a sense, with laughter and bringing some some positivity. Because you can't look at the news right now without it just feeling, ugh, you know? So, and, you know, I'm not a political person. Like, I don't get into politics. Uh, it's just, a, you know, I but I am a guy that really just wants good feelings for the planet, good energy put out there and um and that's what i do with my stand-up you know it's it's you know i i've always wanted to be the guy leaving people with that feeling when they leave my show i want them being like oh my gosh i laughed so hard and the guy wasn't crude now don't get me wrong i get a, a little adult sometimes you know but i'm never crude and and it's not that I believe me. I like my comics that are crude. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything against them at all. Um, I just, I, I've had people come up to me after shows in Vegas, you know, cause I don't change my show in Vegas. I, I, I don't get dirtier. I don't do that. I just do my thing. And people think cause you're in Vegas, you got to be more adult, right? But you don't, you just got to be funny. And I've had, I had a guy come up to me after a show in Vegas and he's just like, you know what, man, I'm going to tell you this. I love, dirty comedy the dirtier the better but i'll tell you what i saw your show and i laughed so hard i'm hurting right now my cheeks hurt and i'm just like and that that was a big compliment i felt because it's like it just showed me that you know obviously it's a great compliment you know you want to feel like okay good i'm glad you enjoyed the show but that you i, I want to hit everyone as much as possible you know because i feel like funny is funny to me so clean, if you're dirty, whatever. If it's well-written and it's good, 
you know, that, that is what it is. But going back, I kind of ramble. I'm so sorry. I love it. Go ahead. But uh, I, I, I really just, I love people leaving my show almost uplifted. Does that make sense? A little yes. bit more uplifted than just, I just laughed really hard. I like to be memorable. That's why I'm, you know, I tell stories about my life. You know, I tell, and I bring in, I mean, obviously the clip you played with the wrestling, that was real. That happened. That was me, you know, me yeah. and the big sumo kid just going at it. And it was, it was just, it's, it was real, you know? And so um, I think the more authentic as you can be on stage, the more people connect with you from the audience. That's exactly what I was going to say. And people are really gravitating toward that Heath because they, they just like that realness. It makes them feel better. They can identify with you and, and the best comics, I think, and again, nothing to other people like you're saying, but when you're pulling from your own life and it comes from that pure place, it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's the audience feels it too. The audience knows when it's real and when it's not. And you know, obviously, as comics, we'll embellish a little bit. We'll make it because you got to punch it up. And That's there's it. sometimes I, I embellish, but honestly, most of my stories, I've had so much crazy crap happen to me that people come up and like, "Is that true?" I'm like, "Unfortunately, yes, it was completely 100% true." Yeah, and I've got my new my new dry bar. I just shot my second dry bar comedy special, and it comes out in uh, I think the spring, but it was. Uh, I know people are going to ask me on some of these stories, like, did that really happen? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's, it's all pretty much just straight up me just yeah. telling what happened. And so. your first dry bar special, I didn't say this, I don't think in, in the intro, but that hit over 30 million. Yeah. Yep. That was tremendous. Yeah. I was really happy with the results. So we're great. expecting the same thing on the second one. I hope so. And more. That's the, that's the goal. Um, they, uh, you know, Dry Bar gave me a huge opportunity to get myself seen a little bit. And um, they uh, was actually one of the first Dry Bar specials. So it was uh, it was interesting because I think it was me and two other guys. And then uh, then it just exploded. Um, a lot of my friends have been on there and done so well. Um, and I'm it's just so I'm so happy to see some of the friends that I have getting the exposure they deserve. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm glad that, that you mentioned dry bar and we've got it up on the ticker for those um, that don't know, we do have permission to use all of the dry bar clips for, directly from dry bar. So um, they're very gracious. And, and we have, as you guys know, so many dry bar comedians that come on this show. It's awesome. You saw some of them um, in the introduction that we just did, you know, we had um, Jose Sardui and oh, of course, you know, Karen Mills and Lisa Mills and Trish Sir, um, yeah. Reno Collier, uh, John Reap. I mean, everybody is coming on this show um if you're watching this show and you're a comedian and you want to be on it get with me um i'll put my stuff on the ticker as well but thank you to drive our comedy for sure um but before anybody goes and tries to flag us and put us in fake facebook jail we've got permission so there's that. permission. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it but um so yeah so the next special's coming out which is going to be tremendous let's talk, let's go back to when you started comedy now i always ask everybody is this what you were going to do from the get-go did you always know it did you fall into it what's the story you know okay so i'll try and keep this the bullet point version um i was going into i was going into college to be a nurse uh, I was going to be, I was, 
about to get in the nursing program. I was also uh, the mascot of my school too. So I was kind of part of the cheerleading squad, I guess if you would say. Well, I had some of them were like, hey, there's an open mic here at the college. You have to do some stand up. And I've never, I've always wanted to try it, but I never knew that's what I, exactly what I wanted to do. Um, <clears throat> so I had some ideas already that I would wanted to, oh, if I ever had the opportunity to try. And so this open mic wasn't a comedy open mic. It was like writing songs to your girlfriend or poetry, all, you know, all different kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the guy running the open mic. I was like, hey, um, I kind of want to do some stand up comedy. He's like, oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. We've never had anybody do stand up on this thing. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'd like to try. I don't know how well it's going to go. Uh, but I would like to try. And he's like, okay, yeah. I'm like, so how much time am I supposed to do? He's like, whatever, whatever you want, man. I'm like, oh, okay. So I just wrote down my ideas and got up there. I did 20 minutes my first time, which is a lot of time to do for your first time doing stand-up. Most comics, you know, when you go into a club, they're going to give you maybe three minutes your first time. And um, But I go up there, I do 20 minutes. And uh, they laughed enough to make me want to do it again. So uh, I came back, and at that time, that uh, I thought that comics did this did different material every time they went up there. So I have I have like okay, I'm going to do a different thing this next week. So I go again. I do like 20 minutes again. So I'm doing like 20 different. And like I said, storyteller, it wasn't great. Okay. <laughs> it was like any comic that would go up there for the first time. It was a lot of so much setup to probably a very, you know, uh, not much of a punchline, you know, it's just a funny story. Anyways. So in that second show, the, the, the guy at the college that books the entertainment for the school comes up to me afterwards, like, Hey, think about setting up a comedy show. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, for the for the school he's like yeah yeah i want to do a school we'll put you in the auditorium it's about a thousand seat theater it'll be a lot of fun i'm like <laughs> so, so inside i'm panicking i'm like panicking i'm like i know i can't do that he's like we'll pay you 300 bucks i'm like yeah let's do it you know <laughs> so i'm like 300 bucks i'm a college student i got a wife you know we just got married and i'm trying to do this thing i'm like 300 bucks let's do this you know and uh he's like okay i just need you you know Probably just do an hour. And I'm like, an hour, an hour, <laughs> an hour. I'm like, and, he, and, and he's like, yeah. And, and I'm again, inside I'm screaming, no, you can't, you can't do this. Like, but I just kept thinking about $300. So I, I was like, yeah. And he's like, it'll be in a couple weeks. So I go to the, uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just do the same material that I just did. And I'll, I'll try and, you know, figure out another 20 minutes, you know? So I, I go to, I'm like, and I have another week. We can go and do another set, you know, and try and figure out stuff till then. So I go this next week to the open mic. Well, they had canceled it. So I'm like, Oh no. So I can't, Oh no. All right. So I can't do this. And the show was the next week. So it was only a couple weeks away. You didn't, you know, it was very, very, very uh, quick. So my third show, ever doing stand-up comedy i'm in a thousand seat theater and about 800 people showed oh my to this point and i'm the headliner 
<laughs> and I I go I go on that stage and you know people that's my hometown where I was going to school so I had a lot of people that came out and my dad was there and my dad's an introvert and he's in the back of the room and there's like you can see I can see the silhouette just walking across the back of the room you know everybody's sitting down and he's walking and I see him and he's dry heaving in the back <laughs> of the room he's so nervous for me he is back I'm like and he's I'm like dad you got to stop dry heaving and spit out you know so it was just I like that moment That's was awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, there was so so anyways, I ended up doing the show. Believe me, it was not great. I mean, it was enough that it seemed like the people enjoyed it enough. Um, and I've always been pretty animated and pretty physical and so just being silly and getting out there and doing it. Yeah. Um, I did a good enough job that, you know, the guy gave me my 300 bucks and and then later on, a few years later, when I actually did the open mics and worked the road and did all the stuff, uh, I get a call from the, the college again asking me to come back. And I, I did the college a few more times um, after that completely different experience. Um, and was even cool because I got to bring my son because my son does stand-up comedy. Uh, does been, he really? Yeah, he's been doing stand-up since he was six years old. Uh, we, uh, we did a, uh, my wife was running for Mrs. Idaho, uh, back in, what was it? 2012 or something like that. Anyway, Mrs. Idaho pageant. We did a fundraiser show. My son comes up to me at six years old. He's like, dad, I want to help. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? You want to take tickets or something? He's like, no, I want to perform. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to tell jokes. I'm like, what you, do you have any jokes? He's like, no, that's what you're, that's what you're for. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So he wanted to do it. So I'm like, you know what? Why not? So I just started asking him questions because I'm always about the I'm always a proponent of going off your life experience. He's six years old. So I started asking questions what he has issues with. Like, what do you have problems with? You know, so he just started answering these questions. Like obviously he talks about how his sister bugs him and and uh, one thing he said was, you know, he's like, Dad, I don't, I don't like going to the bathroom when we're at the store. You know, I'm like, what? what? He's like, yeah, because when I go, number one, I try to go in the, the toilet thing, which is a urinal, but the small one's always taken by a big guy. So I have to try and use the big urinal, and I can't reach it, you know, so he's I'm like, oh my gosh. So we wrote a joke about that and he just, I mean, he got up there. I'm serious. I cried backstage. Did he nail a, it? Oh, he killed it. And I was like, I have to ground him now because he got a standing ovation. Wow. This doing stand-up comedy is ridiculous. But I mean, he was so, he had that major cute factor going on. That oh, didn't sure. help me. Yeah. Um, but no, he went up there, did such a great job and he, he loves doing it. He's 14 now. Um, and he was actually, uh, right when this pandemic hit, he was in a national comedy competition, um, where he performed at Jimmy Kimmel's club in Las Vegas. And he was moving on to the comedy store. He's going to perform at the comedy store in LA and then in New York. So he was, check it out. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So he was, he was, uh, they really liked him right now. Obviously he's not talking about, you know, peeing in a, 
urinal and stuff, but right. stand up definitely does hit the puberty factor because uh, that's what he's dealing with. So he's it's very funny stuff. I, this is I, cool. So we'll yeah. expect big things out of him. That's the hope. It's my retirement plan. I mean, so. really, you know, <laughs> exactly. Well, so let me ask you this, because we're almost at the end of our time and this yeah. has been awesome. Um, I know you perform with Brad Garrett. I have to ask you, yeah. how how awesome is he? Because to me now, no offense to Ray Romano. I mean, we love Ray Romano, but yeah. Brad Garrett freaking made that show. I mean, to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. like he'd be walking behind and just his facial expressions and how funny he was. I mean, it was yeah. so good. Oh, yeah. He is. Uh, I'll just tell you this. Brad Garrett is probably one of the best people I've met in this industry. Yeah. Um, he takes care of his comics. He cares. Um, he and I mean, take care of you in every way. Um, he wants the experience at his club to be. um just authentic, real. He wants it to feel like a home, and he really makes it that way. And all the everyone at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club, uh, everyone, the servers, the bartenders, the lighting people, the sound, everything, they are just incredible. And it's because he sets it up that way. Um, you know, I've worked with Brad a couple times, and you know, I talk to him fairly regularly. I've talked, you know, we 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 chat, and uh, and he's just genuine he's he's a real he's a real guy who um he's a stand-up comedian he knows what it's like to go through the grind and he knows what it's like to go and stay in a crappy place and have uh, he knows the struggle and so he wants he wants comics to feel like it's a vacation what at raising the level i would say of the value of the comics that he brings in i know i felt it the first time i worked in that club I it immediately raised my value and inside I could feel that, Oh, I'm working this club. Then I, I am worth more, you know, and that just speaks volumes. I love oh, yeah. for that. I love that. Yeah. He is a, he's everything you would hope when you're meeting a, a, a star, I guess, in, in this industry. So he's a, he's one of the best for wow. sure. Well, and you are as well. And I had so many more questions for you, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to roll because I kept rambling. thirty minutes. No, I love that. I love people who get on here and talk. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, but I hope you come back because I have more questions for you. Um, for and we'll sure. do it again. Um, but you guys make sure that you check him out. He's got merch. Um, make sure you pick that up. Go to his website. That is running along the ticker. Let me check our time really quick. Um, stay with me, um, really quick. I wanted to play part of another one of your bits. Hang on. Medical center is like, no! <laughs> I am way too out of shape for that joke. <laughs> I am feeling it. I am very, very pear-shaped, guys. I got my buttons having a tug-of-war with each other. Yeah. <sighs> Shirt fit a week ago. <laughs> I got the dad bod. Got the dad bod. I guess that's what they call him now, dad bod. Any dad bods in the audience? Round of applause. You got dad bod? Yeah, I got denial over here a little bit. <laughs> Most of the, the guys in here are like, yep. Be proud of the dad bod, guys. Ladies, if you're single looking for a good guy, look for the pre dad bod. Okay. 
I love that. I, I'm having technology stuff. It's, again, I think it's the storm. It's 2020. It's all that. Um, before we go, um, I want to just remind people here locally in South Carolina, actually, you can vote all over the country. As you know, I run the Joanne Johnson Media Foundation as well um, as the shows. And if you go to Duke Energy, go to, um, let me pull it up really quick. Duke Energy hyphen, so Duke hyphen energy.com slash festival of trees. We've got a couple of more days. Please go in there, vote for tree number two. If you do, the Joanne Johnson Media Foundation will be the recipient if the tree wins and we get some money to help fund our outreach. Um, so Heath, if you don't know about it, it's super, super cool. Awesome. What we do is help people overcome adversity in their life, specifically women whose voices have been silenced. So um, it's, yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome and we need all the help that we can get. But you guys, we've been visited today by Heath Harmison from Idaho. Super glad that you're here. He's normally in Vegas. Make sure that you guys get up with him on Facebook. He's on all the social media platforms. He is amazing. I'm so glad that you were here and I look forward to having you again. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. All right. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. Right. Yep. All right, guys, this has been so much fun. I want to play the outro real quick. Please forgive me. I'm on the iPad tonight because you know how it happens with me with no technology. This is it. So forgive me. I love you. I will see you on what is today. Today is Wednesday. I will see you next Monday. Y'all have a great night.